Hey, hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to another episode. I'm happy you're here with me. Today, my guest is Lisa Hone, writer, author, consultant, and accidental online dating expert. Since founding Profile Polish, an online dating profile makeover service, she's helped thousands of people around the world put their best virtual face forward and fall in love and lust. If you happen to meet her on a video date, she will be drinking boxed wine that she will put in a bottle to make a classier first impression. Today, we're talking all about dating profiles. If you're new to this podcast, you might not know how much I love talking about online dating profiles. I don't know why, but I just really like helping my friends with them. I like talking about them. They're just fun to me. But first, I'm going to answer a listener question. This week's question said, what do you typically wear on a date? And honestly, it varies depending on season, weather, all those things. Um, But something that you feel really comfortable in, I think is the most important, and something that can't malfunction. So I used to always have the same first day outfit that I would always wear. And it was kind of like whenever I put my party pants on, I was always gonna have a good time no matter what. And just like a cute top, jeans, boots, very boring, but I really liked it and I always felt like really awesome in it. And I was just knew like that was kind of my outfit and I felt like, okay, I'm wearing my like, not a costume, but like my outfit and I'm gonna have a good time and it's gonna be great no matter what. And kind of, I think having that mentality, whatever it is that you can kind of anchor for your brain really helped me. Now in COVID, I mean, all bets are off for everything that's going on. So I think just do whatever you want. I mean, I feel everything is so repetitive anyways that I probably would not want to wear my first day outfit anymore. But I listened to this podcast called The Charisma Quotient, and she talks a lot about how when she was dating, she'd always have this red dress. And whenever she put it on, she just felt like a million bucks. And I think that's the goal that we're trying to get to is like, whatever you're wearing, you want to just feel at your prime and like that you feel just on top of the world. And then when you bring that kind of energy with you, that's going to change and like set the tone for your date, which is awesome. And oh, something else too is like, I usually don't wear whatever I wear to work, like in the old times on a date, I would try and separate those and have some separation time or bring a different outfit to work whatever you were to work, wherever you are. Just kind of having that mental separation with a new outfit, I think just kind of is like a good reset, refresh. So you bring different energy. And yeah, the only thing too is like, maybe not wearing a brand new outfit on a first date. I've done that before, it's risky. High risk, high reward. I always just worry something bad might happen, but I also have kind of an anxious brain. Thank you so much for being on Dating in the Bay. Well, thanks for having me. I actually found out about you from a friend. I was telling her about the podcast and she lives in LA. She's a writer. And she was like, you have to check out Lisa's work. And so I ordered your book and I read it. Super helpful. And we'll get into that. I'd love to hear about how you got started. It's kind of a niche industry, I imagine. I love dating profiles. So I'd be curious how you made a career out of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was a writer. I was working as a journalist. and Back in 2011, 2012, online dating still wasn't really very mainstream. I mean, it was getting there, but especially for someone I was young, I was nervous, basically. And so when my sister came to visit, my younger sister, she ended up 
getting me a little bit drunk and then forcing me into a profile. So she was like 19, semi-tipsy and not a writer, which <laughs> led to me going on a lot of bad dates until a guy finally tried to seduce me with nose spray. He was like, I can't have another drink here because I'm really stuffed up, but I have nasal spray at home around the corner with a bottle of red. And I was just like, what is my life? Wow. Wait, so what did your old profile say? I don't even remember it, to be honest. It was so long ago. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't me. And that's what I finally realized when I went on that god-awful wake-up date. So I... I did what I did with everything else in my journalism life. You know, I started researching. I just read a ton of people's profiles, figured out what I liked and what I didn't. And yeah, eventually I snagged a really cute guy and my friends started turning to me for help, both with their photos and their texts. And they kept having really good results. Actually, one of my friends got married a couple of years ago to a guy she met right after I did her profile. Look at that. I know. I take credit. I'm not. She's like, I don't know if he messaged me before or after the makeover, but I'm like, uh, no. It was probably most definitely after the makeover. Yeah. Yeah. So then one day I was like, you know what? I bet people would pay me for this. So I put a website up and eventually it got picked up by XO Jane, RIP. I think I've always had a knack for writing in other people's voices. So I picked it up pretty quickly. Yeah. I was actually thinking back. So when I was dating in my twenties, like there wasn't really online dating. Like people, I mean, people were kind of using OkCupid when I lived in DC, but it wasn't really a thing. I met most people that I dated in person. And then when I moved back here, that was kind of when I hit the, I guess a crash landing of sorts on the apps and had to figure it out. And my bio, I still remember my first bio. It was so embarrassing. (laughs) What was was it? I think I said something like, I'm always up for an adventure. And like something so generic and terrible. I was like, I like baseball and trying new restaurants and bars. I mean, it's just like terrible and like everything you're not supposed to do. But it's everything that your mind is telling you to do. It's just like, these are generic facts about me. This is all I want the world to know. It's like you forget who you are when you're asked. It's just like the same way that in interviews, when someone says, tell me about yourself, it's the worst thing in the world because you're like, uh, where do I start? And it's so people get that with dating profiles so badly, just completely stuck. Totally. And my dating in the Bay listeners and my Instagram people will know that I'm obsessed now with online dating profiles. It's kind of my favorite thing. That's why I was so excited to read your book. I do a bunch of posts on photo style and not using filters and just being your authentic self and being as specific as possible and kind of just letting people grab onto things and quirks about you and not being generic the way that my initial profile basically flipped everything that I used to be doing terribly wrong. And it made it way more fun. I know you have tons of tips. Maybe we can start kind of like with general tips for writing a better profile. And then also now with COVID as well, people are so, so reliant right now on dating profiles. Absolutely. So I guess for tips, I think for the most part, People in their 30s and under are generally sticking to apps more these days. And like Hinge has kind of changed the game because they have prompts now in the same way that OkCupid used to. And Bumble too actually has some, but it used to be just like a blank slate. But in terms of writing app bios, I have a strategy and it is a little weird, but I have found it to be really fun and effective. So basically I start listening to all of like my favorite TV shows and movies or whatever for just funny one-liners. 
And then I write them down in my notes app and I go through them and then I'll just throw one on my profile. So like the office, for instance, is a really safe place to start. And one of my favorite quotes from Kevin is, I just want to sit on the beach and eat hot dogs. That's all I've ever wanted, which is a great bio or like Parks and Rec. Leslie Nope says, I won't date a twin. I've been fooled before, (laughs) which is a hilarious bio. And so like if the person recognizes the show or the quote, you have an automatic conversation. And even if not, as long as you're kind of goofy with it, it starts a funny conversation. I've gotten really obscure and I have a weird Lonely Island quote in my profile now. But yeah, it's just a, it's a fun way to have fun. I like that because you give them different hooks to pull onto. And so whoever does connect with that quote or whatnot, it'll be a really good way on a first date to chat more about that. Yeah, that's what hooks. I talk about hooks so much in my book and they're so important. I mean, anything that someone can latch onto in your profile is a valuable piece of your profile. Totally. That's why I think it's so great too, to have such a versatile profile where you're kind of able to show different parts of your personality and just showing different interests and whatnot. Because then the more hooks you have, the more potential fish out there. (laughs) Fishing analogy. Oh, but no, too many fish on on my dating app for that to be fun. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) And then I go on and kind of very quickly list my priorities. And that's why I really feel like if you have your values, put them out there. And that way it just, it weeds people out. I am very into also, like you said, but like being your authentic self on your dating platform. So I don't know. I mean, politics are important to me. So I put them out there. If figure skating was a must for my partner, then that would be on my profile. Mind you, I'd be a weirdo, but at least I'd be honest. Another thing I tell people with their profiles is that it's okay to be like a little bit aspirational. And what I say that it's like, for instance, I personally, I studied art history in college and I'm a big art nerd, but having moved out of New York City, I haven't been to an art museum in like a year, but that doesn't mean that it's not still a core part of who I am. So if I put on my profile that I love art museums, I'm not lying. It just happens to be, I I can't go to them right now. Those types of things really help you as a person kind of understand the way you present to the world too. Okay, actually here. So I'm going to give you the trick that's in the book, but is also, I tell everyone, before you start writing your dating profile, find like three of your best friends, text them and say, what are three things that you associate with me? And like, and be as specific as you possibly can. What would be some examples of that? Yeah. So I was going to say, so your friends, like, see the way that you present to the world, and you obviously don't. So if they say, like, you like to see movies on Sunday mornings, it's like, oh, yeah, I do. I do do that. Or like, I can't see succulents without thinking about you. Or you always have the coolest shoes on. It could be anything. But the Things that your friends love about you are likely to be what a partner also loves about you. And it can be a really insightful way to have like just a jumping off point in terms of like what you want to present as your interests. I like that. I was reading some of your articles and I really liked how you were talking about how staying really positive and letting go of expectations really key things. Can you kind of talk more about 
those and any other kind of just mindset things? Because I think that mindset really can shift how we approach dating. Yeah, I absolutely think that mindset is like the number one issue that people have with online dating. And I understand it completely. There is fatigue, there's dating fatigue. And, And there's even like app fatigue when you go through and you swipe and you swipe and you talk to people and then it never manifests. There's a reason that my profile polish, it's tagline is because online dating shouldn't suck. Yeah. You know, it it does oftentimes. And, but the thing I like to remember is that it only takes one first date to have it be your last first Mm -hmm. date. You know, it's cliche, which I try to avoid, but it's very true. And so as long as you go in kind of just being receptive, one of the biggest things that I tell people is talk less, listen more not what I'm doing right now. But if you genuinely engage with someone and listen, I know that sounds so basic, but I feel like a lot of what I do is really basic reminders, but people like to talk about themselves. So if you ask questions and you're genuinely interested in them, they'll likely return the favor. And if they don't, then you don't want to see them anyways. But yeah, other than that, so that's, I just always say, go in thinking that it's going to be great. And if it's not, I mean, I've got some crazy stories. I'm sure everyone does. And that's like the best part. because That's what makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, if dating was supposed to be the best thing ever, then no one would ever want to get married because they would like to just be single the whole time because it's that great. So an incentive to like finally be like, oh yeah, okay. This person keep on saying yes to them. Like I like them. It's a big deal to make that choice because dating is not the most, it's quite an unstable environment to exist in. Yeah. So I was going to ask, I know you get into a lot of specifics in your book about profile makeover. Can we talk about photos? What are kind of the tips and tricks for photos and how we should choose them? Okay. So yeah, photos are a big deal. I really hate saying that, but they are. The fact of the matter is though, you can have a wonderful set of profile photos, like no matter what you look like or how self-conscious you are. My first tip is that your first photo should always be just of you. You should be able to see your face. Or it has to be like a crazy cool picture. That's the only thing. If it's with Barack Obama, then... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, big celebrities for sure. But otherwise, you want to see what that person actually looks like. So just be honest with that first photo. And then after that, I like to make sure that my photos really reflect my life. And I think that's something I talk about in the book a lot, but it's the whole thing that your English teacher used to tell you, which was show, don't tell. Even if like you had said that you liked baseball, instead of saying that on your profile, you could just have a photo of you at a game or playing or whatever it is, however it is that you engage with baseball. It also can show like your activity level. It also is a great place to and this sounds a little bit weird, but like if you are physically disabled, I think it's a good place to make sure that you have that out there and also a great place to show that like you're not held back by your disability, which is something I, I bring up only because I recently wrote about it for a hospital newsletter and uh, oh. like with a lot of people with spinal cord injuries asking like, should my wheelchair be in my photo? What else did you say in that kind of regard? Basically, I, I mean, I interviewed a few people and everyone was like, basically just said that their disability does not define who they are and it does not hold them back. And so if a person has a problem with it, they'd rather not connect with them in the first place. 
And the the one woman I talked to, she was like, I still climb mountains. She's like, yeah, it's different, but I still do it. She was like, so I have a picture of that. I'm like, that's my main photo. And that one woman, she had met someone online dating who was a walking human, not that it matters, but she was totally happy. And so I don't know, people are so afraid often to like put out what makes them different. What makes you different is what people are going to like. Totally. She sounds like a badass. <laughs> yeah, that woman was super cool. <laughs> yeah. So I know you also talked about selfies for men, selfies for women, and kind of, and I lean more towards like just anti selfie in general. But can you walk us through all the different? Because I love the graph, the chart that you have. It made me laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I sometimes I kind of, the book came out in 2015. So I wrote it kind of a while ago. And I actually have a, a few amendments that I'd like to make. But we can break some news here. Yeah. <laughs> I also agree. Stay away from selfies as much as you possibly can. Like there's just no reason. Everyone has a, ca- a camera in their pocket. <laughs> there's no reason that you can't set a timer and stand in front of it. But, you know, I guess there are, there obviously are certain times when it's okay. Like for instance, if you hiked a mountain solo, Post a picture of yourself on the top yeah. of that mountain. Because a lot of people do very cool stuff on their own. And that's where it's hard with the pictures. But I don't know. So basically, yeah, stay away from selfies or at least stay away from selfies that look like selfies. Oh, my God. And the biggest thing, don't take them in the car. If I see one more profile photo, men and women constantly just, I know the lighting is good. But it does, it's not a good look. Well, it doesn't also share anything about your personality or like any, we can't capture like, or, you know, grab onto anything like, okay, you're in a car. Yeah. We, we hear that in common. We both sat in a car before. Yeah. Ugh. Can we also talk through kind of what are some of the worst things that you've seen or like the best worst? <laughs> yes. Okay. So there are the fun worst profiles and then there are like the ugly for like worst profiles. Ugly are the ones that are aggressive. Usually aggressive, I think, is the right word. They're like, you must be this and this and this because I'm this. You know, it's just like making demand after demand after demand. And I don't want to generalize too much, but I think that's more of a guy thing. Having like a checklist sort of and like you can apply to be my girlfriend. So those are really bad profiles. But on the funnier side... Oh, Lord. There's a man who his profile photo was him shirtless and reclining. And then his work title said that he was a valet. And then his bio said, ask me about the cars I've driven. I was like, dude, you're (laughs) like, it's kind of like a weird self own. It's like, uh, okay, I don't know. That was like a funny, weird one. (laughs) Lots of other, I mean... It's rare that I come across one that's like, we're like so like bad that it's funny anymore. Usually, like at, at this point, even I have online dating fatigue, and it's just like uh, swipe, swipe, swipe. Yeah. So that's real. You know, I say in the book, but generalizations. If I never want to see the word adventure, or spontaneous, or up for anything, or. My least favorite thing in the world is when people say on a Friday night, I'm either out with my friends or home with Netflix. Oh, because I'm usually out on Mars on Friday nights. Like, of course, you are human. Yeah. <laughs> so like, 
you know, it, being creative with it, with your answers is a big deal. And people also get very specific in what they're looking for. On one hand, like the fact that you can say that you're just like, not sure or you're looking for something casual. And on the other hand, I don't know, it drives me a little crazy because I never want to say like, oh, I'm looking for a relationship because that's not exactly it. Like I am a independent woman living my life. And, you know, it's not like I need someone else. I totally agree. I feel like I kind of operate under the belief that everyone is casual until you find someone you want to be serious with. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, in terms of any first date, you're like, yeah, obviously this is casual because I just met you. How could I possibly know if I want to like marry you? If I find somebody that I vibe with, then totally I'd be down. But that's right. like, that's the hardest part is finding somebody that you like want to hang out with. It's true. And one thing also that I've noticed, and forgive me, this is slightly off topic, but I have my best friend in the world. She and her boyfriend, or now fiance, I guess, have been together for 11 years, maybe, known each other since childhood, and are still unmarried. They got engaged last year, and their wedding's in, like, next year. And people were constantly asking them, like, why aren't you guys married yet? Why aren't you guys married yet? And they were just like, we're in no rush. And then I have another friend who met a woman online, and then within a year, they were engaged, and then the next year, they were married. And... I look at the difference between the two, and I think the difference in attitude, at least partially, is that once you get older, you start to realize that making connections with people isn't as easy as it was when you were a kid, or even in college, or even just like a very young adult. Like when you become an adult, you become a full human by yourself. And so to find another full human by themselves, that you vibe with is so rare that when you find it, it's oftentimes like, oh yeah, this is good. Let's stick to this. And that's why people, you know, the difference in let's wait 10 years to get married or let's elope tomorrow. Yeah. I found you. I'm locking it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. No, it's so true. So then in terms of, I know we talked about this at the beginning about the prompts for Hinge and Bumble. Mm -hmm. What are kind of your best practice tips for, like, do you have favorite prompts that you recommend or things to avoid answering? There's so many prompts even that it actually bugs me that are like, like this is a deal breaker or something yeah, about you that I need. One. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I just never think you should be talking about the person. Yeah. Going into any kind of relationship with a preconceived notion of who you want your partner to be is just bound to end a disaster. Totally. And yeah, and also, also there's no reason to limit the pool. So yeah. it's like, you don't need people to self-select to be like, that don't fit into what you think that you already don't fit into. Yeah. Well, and also like, you don't necessarily know what you want. You're still dating, which is not meant as like a dig. It's just, yeah. you know, it, nothing that you thought you wanted in the past has really panned out. And so maybe it's time to just look at what you want. Maybe you want something different than you did, but when you first started. Totally. Yeah. I think of the apps like a bar, like it's just... There's a ton of people and you, you're going to have to maybe swipe on a hundred people to find one person. That's a pretty good odds for a bar. <laughs> you get one person's phone number out of a hundred people at a bar. I would say that's a win. So that's kind of how I think about the apps. Like it's just a big bar. I like thinking of that. That's a really good. Ah, oh, that's good. I might steal that. <laughs> yeah, go for it. It also just makes it less serious. I feel like sometimes people get yes. really, really serious. Well, and it's even harder with COVID just because 
obviously it's not like you can go out with someone. Normally when I was in New York, I would message with someone and then we'd meet up like that night because that's partially New York city, but partially just because you could do that. But now not so much. And actually I think that the whole like first date on FaceTime or zoom or whatever it is, is fantastic. I think in my book, I uh, recommend that people schedule multiple dates in a night. And honestly, that's just for the sake of time. And mostly because it's basically like a screening. A first date is just like a screening. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like a, be- a meeting. To make yeah. Sure. And so to be able to, like, without having to be, like, weird about it, be like, let's just hop on FaceTime or, like, let's just hop on Zoom is such a good way to figure out if you have chemistry or not. Totally. And actually, because it's funny, one of my friends, I went on a couple of Zoom dates with a guy. And one of my friends was like, how do you flirt? Isn't it like harder? I was like, in one hand, kind of. But it's still easy to tell whether you're vibing with someone on video or not. Read the body language, flutter your eyelashes or whatever. (laughs) Tell your head. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's another thing I preach in the book. But it's that you shouldn't get attached on the first date. You shouldn't get attached for a while, just like you are two humans, again, scoping each other out. It's like if they were dogs, we'd be sniffing one another. But like, <laughs> you don't know what else is going on in that person's life. And another thing, you don't know who else they're dating. So you really are going in a little bit blind. And so just to protect your own feelings and to keep the idea of online dating is kind of like a game and you just, you win sort of, because I like that when you said it. But as long as you don't get attached, you don't start to take it personally. I think that's the biggest problem is that people mm. like when I say that guy ghosted me and laugh, it's because in the end, it doesn't impact me or my self-worth or who I am or what my future might hold. But it's so easy to be like, oh, what did I do wrong? Well, it, it takes so long to get to that place where your self-worth isn't dependent on that. It took me a long time to be able to do what you did where before it used to crumble. If somebody goes to me, I would just turn to a complete mess crying and yeah and then you do the search within yourself like oh my god am I was it my hair what if I had worn something else and it's yeah I start going back in the text I'm like was it this one word should I not have and then it's like no you know what whatever it was like I don't need to chase anybody around we're good we're better exactly (laughs) I read something recently that was like something along the lines of like anyone who you are constantly chasing their attention is not worth having in your life they said it much more eloquently, but it's true. And it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with is that they'll get attached on like a first date or a second date and then they go through and then it's like at the end, they're like, okay, I have to change myself. And I was going to say one other thing that I always, or I, I don't know that I always see it, but I see kind of a lot is, and especially during COVID, just because people are so desperate for human connection is people getting together, even though it's a poor match and like trying to force it. I don't know. It always just bums me out when that happens. Like if you ever read Reddit, am I the asshole? All of the ones about relationships are just like one person is like, well, I go hiking every Sunday, but my girlfriend stays home and eats pancakes while I do it. And then, then the scenario, am I the asshole plays out? And it's like, dude, the problem was in the first sentence. Like you're saying that she's lazy while you're out hiking like you clearly don't have respect for this person don't date them I think that starts to happen when you get 
lonely and desperate and when you get online dating fatigue and especially if you get down on yourself or self-conscious. So yeah, be like having your center and not straying from it is important. It's so true. And hard. (laughs) You know, it's not easy. So. Oh yeah. It's constant (laughs) work in progress. Yeah. That's what everyone should know right now is everyone's a work in progress. Yeah. And everyone's just doing the best they can. I feel like the more we give everyone else the benefit of it out, they'll hopefully cut us a little slack too. I agree wholeheartedly. You know from emailing me this pandemic, it's taken all form of normalcy and thrown it out the window. I know. It Um, really has. But that being said, I do think it's a good time to date. Why do you think that? Because everyone's kind of like turned into the most them that they can be because we've all just been alone with ourselves for so long. Oh, yeah. I literally started this podcast during the pandemic. I got a puppy. (laughs) And I can't tell you the number of things I tie-dyed. So I think it's time because you're with yourself. You know who you are. Just take like a week or a weekend and say like, I'm going to online date this weekend and just like schedule a bunch of calls and see who you mesh with and see who you don't. Like sometimes it is fun getting to know someone. If, if you've had that first Zoom or that first FaceTime or in the second, then you get to know them via text. You know, that's as valid of a way as communication as anything else. You think people back in the day would write love letters. And so texting can still be like a love letter if you let it yeah. and if you get to that point. So that's yeah. why the pandemic can be fun. It forces you to show your emotions in different ways. Yeah. People are a lot more willing to kind of just open up a lot sooner and share a lot more just where they're at instead of putting on a facade. It seems like they're more willing to just open up. Absolutely. That's actually really interesting and something I hadn't thought about it. But because we are all so vulnerable right now, it makes it easier to be vulnerable romantically. I, for one, used to lead wall first, just like wall after you couldn't break me down until like 10 dates in. But oh, wow. having this has been so nice to just be like, no, I'm just going to talk about how I don't feel okay right now. And that's okay. Because they probably don't either. I know. Honestly, if anyone's feeling okay right now, like, what yeah. planet are you on? I want to go there. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> just like oh. Oh. Send me into space, Elon Musk. Please. I'm like, just one way to get. Oh, goodness. I'm sure I can podcast from there. <laughs> you can. That'll be like the, the next article. Yeah. I'll this woman's awesome. podcasting from the moon. She's even doing virtual dates from Mars. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well, stay, stay positive, she says. <laughs> My dating life has been kind of wild. Uh, Why? So, well, did you? I don't know how much you googled me, but the dating ring. If you ever heard about it, they were a dating startup in New York City that I became friends with the founders, and they did this thing where they, you know, there were too many single women in New York compared to single men, and too many single men compared to women in San Francisco. So, you know, heteronormatively, they decided to ship a bunch of us as women to San Francisco to go on dates with their people who are in their network in San Francisco. You feel like our men. Well, actually, it was a wild trip. There's an article in The Cut about it. There's also a nightline wherein I 
another thing did not expect, but so I had a one night stand clearly, but I told the founder about it, not realizing that I was being filmed by Nightline or yeah. And then I, so I said something like, oh, it's the best night and morning ever. And then we all laugh. I high five her and then raise the roof. <laughs> I was like, so I guess like when it comes to me, I'm just open book at this point. Did you, anybody have any connections? Actually, yes. Against all odds, one woman met a man and they are now married. What? Yeah. Their first date, they met and they bonded over like falconry. Okay. And yeah, like a couple years later, she moved to San Francisco and they're married. Wow. So it was a crazy experiment, but I don't know, totally worth it. That's wild. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I always wondered, because I always hear that there's a lot of men in San Francisco, but I don't really, I'm not seeing the evidence of that. Yeah. No, I know it. I don't know where they are either. They're hiding, I think. Well, having gone back to the Midwest, I, good God, the number of fish. I mean, like, just fish in every profile photo. Really? Every single one. See, this is like not a thing in other parts of the country as much. It's really interesting to look at things like geographically. I took one swiping session and just took a screenshot of any time a guy had a fish in his photo. I can't wait to hear this. I feel like this is like the Burning Man of here. <laughs> I mean, okay, so like, can you see? There's that guy. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. And then there's that one. Oh my gosh. Uh, Those are ma- massive fish. There's that one. I guess they, I thought, that's why I they thought... think it's like, okay. Also, these are the main picture. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I went to school with him. Fish. Fish. But yeah, it's just insane. It's like, dude, I... I... Fish. And those are like ugly fish. Fish. (laughs) Do you think it works? Like, is that... No. (laughs) Maybe there's some mountain woman out there who's like, yeah. Well, even the thing is like, I actually kind of like fishing. But that one, it's just... I don't know. Maybe it's the only photo that these men have because of themselves. Yeah. Like they don't get their photo taken often. So they're like, aha, my prize. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But that's another thing I will say to especially, especially, I feel like it's harder for guys, but everyone, if you're online dating, tell your friends and tell them to be your secret photographer. Most people have a lot of fun. And so if you're out and you've told them this, they're probably going to snap some candid pics, which are usually the most emotion. I always think that candid, I always look the best in candid photos anyways. And so your friends are like definitely going to jump in and help you there if you need a stockpile of new photos. Yeah, I do that with my friends where I'm like, we're going to have a little photo shoot, bring a couple outfits. And we're just going <laughs> to just yeah. do it because it's. I mean, it, it makes it fun too. At this point, it's any time I put makeup on. I'm like, okay, um, someone take a picture. <laughs> I don't have any pictures of myself like in the past since like January. Oh, that's what I was actually going to say. Is Okay, so for dating in COVID, I think it's funny. Again, I'm a little bit weird in my profile, but I think it's funny to take like the most pandemic-y picture of yourself. I love it. <laughs> I had no makeup. My hair is a mess. And I was just like, this is who I am now. Being yourself. Yeah. 
I love to think of the things that people have gotten into, like whether you dressed up like someone one day randomly, which I also did. Like one day I just was like, I have really tall boots and an oversized sweatshirt. I'm going to pretend to be Ariana Grande. You, you got to get creative. <laughs> but so, yeah, I think the pandemic actually does bring out some like weird opportunities to be more playful. And I think anytime you can add play in life, especially yeah, in dating. Point. The more fun, the better. I feel like if it's not fun, then what's the point? Exactly. Oh my God. That is what everyone needs to know about relationships too. And like, not completely, but like, if it's not fun most of the time, you're unhappy. Yeah. Get out. It's supposed to be fun and make your life better. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. We're going to have virtual drinks. Oh yeah, we definitely should. (laughs) And then where can people find you if they want to learn more about you or connect? Yeah, I'm on profilepolish.com. I also have my name, lisahone.com. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you had fun listening to our conversation about my favorite topic, online dating profiles. Remember, no filters, no selfies. Have fun, be quirky, embrace your authentic self. That's what we're all on this planet to do. We want to be different, unique, and show off ourselves in that cool way that we are. I want to thank Lisa again for being my guest. I want to thank StudioPod for editing and publishing my podcast. I will see you guys next week. Have a good one.